Hi everybody, I hope you all had a fabulous week. Um, so this week, my kids and I were talking and you know, I think any parents can probably relate to this where your kids ask you one question after the other and sometimes you have the answers and sometimes you just don't and sometimes you just make them up. But they were basically trying to figure out what makes me so different from them and why I do things a certain way and why I think a certain way and I was trying to explain to them that it's the way I was raised um, so that got us you know um, I found myself explaining to them different types of generations so for for instance you've got your baby boomers and that's that generation that was born between 1946 to 1964 and then you've got generation X which is that generation that was born between 1965 to 1980 the millennials which were born between 1981 to 1995 and then of course you've got generation z that's basically where most of my kids fall under which is 1996 to 2014 somewhere there and so today i have four ladies with me in the studio and we talk about a subject that has basically shaped us into who we are as a society, as human beings, and it defines how we all basically were raised, you know, differently from one another. I would like everyone in the studio to basically introduce themselves, and we're going to start with the lady on my right, who's wearing glasses, looking very serious. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Bontle Lorenzoi, mostly known as Bon Bon, and I am 23 years old, so I fall under Generation Z. <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Michelle um, and I am also 23 years old and I fall under the generation, oh, no, generation Z. Z, yeah. And then, then this side we've got half of the Maryland bunch, the other half is not around, so we're going to start with you, you are? Hi guys, I'm baby number one and I'm also 23, so same generation. <laughs> and then... The lady right there. Hi, I'm Izzy. I'm 11 years old, so basically the same generation. Huh? As who? Yeah. As yeah. all of you. Yeah, she yes. is. Remember, I said earlier on that Generation Z, last number, you guys are from 1996 to 2014. Which year was Uzi born? 2009. Hard to believe, hey? Mm. <laughs> I'm the same thing as I'm a 2000, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> We just relate to my because we at the beginning of Generation Z. Yeah. So we identify ourselves as millennials. I know I do. Even I'm not. And that takes me to my first question. Which generation do you guys fall under? And you've already explained that. And which which generation do you fall I mean, do you feel you relate to more? Because you're in between generation X, which is moi, and no, no, no. Actually, no. Not Generation X. You, you literally are closer to the millennials. So, do you guys relate to the mil to the millennials, or do you feel like you are in your own zone? I feel like I'm in my own zone. Mm How -hmm. so? Um, yeah, that's well, true. My friends here—they're 23, but I, I know my thinking is not on the same level as them. Make it as sorry. In perspective of life, mm -hmm. the choices I make—we are not on the same level. 
Okay, so where would you place yourself? Because everybody falls under some kind of, you know, age group or generation. Where do you place yourself? I think generation X. Which is, Which is me? Yes. Oh my gosh. I would say. I don't object. I agree, honestly. Michelle is... Michelle is I'm 36. She's 36 in She's my on the head. Mature yes. Really? See, when you need counseling and you need someone to talk to, Mimi. Call Michelle. <laughs> She's Dr. Phil. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you've got an old soul, child. Yes. Or oh, just for anyone who doesn't understand, um, my daughter went to school with Michelle and Bontley, the two beautiful ladies that are here with me. And they practically like my other kids, you know. And we have that cool, close relationship. But this is something new to me. That's something that's never been revealed to me, that you have an old soul. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to hear more about that as you go in the show. So you tell me, where do you think you fit in? I would honestly, I think I relate more to millennials. Maybe thinking of it at, from an aspect of being a 90s child, even though it's late 90s. But mm -hmm. I still consider myself a 90s child. And 90s children are millennials. So I'm like, I'm a millennial. By force. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And who do you feel you relate to? Do you also have an old soul like Mish? Or do you feel you fit in there, Generation Z? That's who I am and that's where I stay. Where I stay, Generation Z. That is awesome. You've told us where you fit in, baby number one. Where do you relate? I, I don't know. I think I'm struggling to believe that we fall under the same generation as 2000s. It does not make sense to me. Come to the mini. But it's a jump ship. Come to the millennials once. I think that's best. Yeah, mm. I'm a millennial. I, I, I relate to them as well. Now, one of the things that I was talking to you guys about was how we grew up, for instance. The things that we had then in terms of communication, in terms of what we call social media. And sometimes my kids find it hard to believe that the most that we had in terms of figuring out what the world was up to was either television or it was reading a magazine or reading a newspaper that's practically three things that we had and, and obviously well radio of course yeah radio and word of mouth so those were the mediums that we used to communicate as human beings in our generation x you know generation but now you guys have all these gadgets that have come one gadget on top of another and on top of My another gadget. Exactly, and that's who you guys are. I want to find out, when was the first time you had your first cell phone? And how old were you? I think I was in grade 6, I was in grade 5. Yes, it was those small MTN phones mm -hmm. with foreign screen. That was my very first one. And did you get it because your mom or your dad felt you needed one, or yes. did you ask for it? Yes, so like after school, if I needed to communicate with them where I was and whatever, that, that's the reason they bought it for me. So they offered you the phone? Yes. Okay, and you? When is the first time you heard your phone? Uh, 2010, early 2010, so that was grade 7, mm -hmm. grade 7. I didn't need it, but I wanted it because all my friends had it, had phones, and... I guilt tripped my mom. I emotionally guilt tripped my mom to get me a phone. Not gonna lie. I told her, if I go out for sleepovers, you need to contact me. Mm -hmm. But she's like, but we can call the parents. I'm like, no. Call me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's me. I am. It's me you need I'm to talk daughter. to. <laughs> Don't finish other people's batteries. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and when was the first time you had your phone? I was in grade six. And it was 
Samsung. You see the one that opens up? I remember it was a silver one. E250. Oh, wow. yeah. E250, yes. That's the, that, yeah. Look, guys. And did you get it because you felt you needed one or did we offer it to you? How much did you guys give me for my birthday? You asking me? I think it was a birthday gift. But the sad thing is I only had it for like three months because I used to take my phone everywhere. And I took it to the bathroom and it fell in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Story of everyone's life. I think I had a similar, you know, situation as well. And Uzi, you're 11 years old. The first time you got your cell, your cell phone. I think when I was in grade two. And? It was a blueberry. No, the blackberry. Blueberry. <laughs> I never heard of no blueberry. <laughs> I mean blackberry. Did you guilt trip mommy into getting you one or did you feel that you needed it because you needed it or everybody had it so you had to have one? No, I actually got it like, it was a cost one, like with a hanging down, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. It was a leftover phone from mm. Oh, wow. But now what phone do you have? iPhone 6. Oh, nice. That's a beautiful upgrade, I must say. <laughs> cool. So now we want to talk about, um, I just wanted to find out from you guys because... Like my kids, I relate to you sometimes and sometimes I just don't. But I just feel that you guys are on a different level and trying to get to communicate with you guys can be a challenge sometimes. And I just want you guys to tell me from your point of view, if you had children, put yourself in my shoes, the way children nowadays utilize their phones, what would you do that is different? compared to what I've been doing because I've tried everything that I possibly can under the sun to find a way to balance up your time with your phones and I'm just failing to do that. And that's where the disconnect comes from my side. Anyone can take this. Why does it sound like you're snitching on us? <laughs> no, it's the truth. Am I the only parent that feels like that? Definitely not. Regarding what exactly? Isn't, are they on social media too? Do you feel the social media too much? Like, what is the just, problem that you have? It's just being on the phone, the amount of time that okay. they are on their phone. So whether you're on social media, whether you are just making a call, whether you're on whatever it is that you're doing. Well, okay, please can I answer? <laughs> Firstly, when I have a child, they're only going to get a phone in high school. Even though my mom did not do that to me, but it I, doesn't I make know. sense to me. Sorry, no, it, 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 I feel like you say that now. Yeah, so you have children. It's not gonna be the same thing. No, it is mm-hmm. gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. My sister said that her children. Huh. Okay, yes, level you, six. Your sister. <laughs> she knows what she's looking for, where she's going. Gaffo with the phone. I feel. I, I feel. I feel abused. Why? Because I remember how. You first had your phone when you're basically in primary school. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you felt like you needed it. There was, no, there was no negotiating. And I tried to explain the same thing you're just about to say now to you donkey years ago. So are you basically trying to tell me that it's only clicking now? The danger, the danger of being on social media when you're still a child. Is it only clicking now that you're 23? No, but I'm not. In primary school, I was not on social media. It was just SMS. Yeah, we did. Mix it. Sorry. Oh, we had mix it. We had mix it. <laughs> but now your your answer is a bit biased. Exactly. With us, social media was just starting. I remember when I got my first Nokia X2. That's when WhatsApp was just starting. Mm-hmm. So now with our kids, you don't know what's gonna be there. Technology is advancing. 
But I know it's gonna be bad. You know I don't I have to know what it is. I just know it's not gonna be good. I okay. feel like from the beginning, set a healthy boundary from the beginning. Yes. Because if that boundary is not set in the beginning, it gets into a spiral where it's like you're not gonna be able to stop it once it's up here. You won't be like you give the child the phone continu- continuously from the age of five to ten every day, ten hours a day. They get to eleven, you can't say okay now two hours. You're like what is two hours? I'm used to having this for 10 hours a day. Wow, oh, Uzi, you just said, mm-hmm. Please re-explain. Why, mm-hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Two hours is too short for us to be on our phones. It's too short. You're 11. What do you have going on in your life? There goes the old soul. Please, do ask oh, on my behalf. This feels good. A TikTok. Why don't you want to do TikTok? And then, like, one hour of that, like, takes up. And then you go onto WhatsApp, and it takes, like, another hour. And then that's all your time gone. And, and, time, and then what if someone sends you a message is that your two hours gone and then you can't respond to it? And time for you to be a human being and to connect with the people that are in the same house, the same space with you comes when? You spend more time with... Like, I spend more time with you guys than on my phone. No, you, no you guys, in her defense. In her defense. In her defense. She, she has a phone, right? But she can spend a whole week and literally only touch her phone once like she can forget about her phone mm-hmm. she's not she's not that attached to it like okay. my other sister yeah, no she is attached she's not, yeah like me if i Yo. say something she won't I, even hear what i'm saying Uzi, i just took your side you you <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with your child <laughs> sibling rivalry okay now there's something that Uzi likes to say to me I don't know if I'm the only parent that feels this or hears this more often than I really need to might I add before I ask you this question she's the most adorable baby that I've ever had in this whole bunch Um, yeah so now but we don't click when it comes to one particular thing and once again it's I think it's social media related there is something you like to say about South African moms or South African parents um, in comparison to American parents, what is that? Like the way they, the way South African parents treat us, and when it comes to American parents, like so sweet. Like let's say we ask our moms, like as South African kids, we ask our moms, "Oh, can our friend come over?" Like at the age of, at the age of eleven, mom, can my friend please come over? We'll be like, "No." First, let's ask um, their mom. Then when we ask their mom. They'll be like, actually, no, I don't think their mom's going to say anything. And then you'll, the next day you'll say no. But American moms, you don't even have to ask. <gasps> Wait, you, who, who told you that? I see it everywhere. Hold on. I'm Where? Where? Where do you see that? <laughs> well, on TV. Exactly. <laughs> My point no, exactly. But that's true. It's true. In America, you can just walk wherever without asking <gasps> your mom. No, it's true though. No. It's true. Michelle, please. The thing is, you guys are in America. You don't understand. I'm 11. I understand. I see things. I might have friends on TikTok that are from America. Mm-hmm. They, they can have, they like friends there like the whole day or even there for a whole week. Their moms will say, okay, it's fine. With us, you'll be like, nope, two days, they must go home. I've seen that happen. On television. You see, and that's the reason why I say that the way we were raised was way better than the way you guys are being raised. Not to say that we are failing as parents. I'm talking to every parent out there. But this, this social media, these gadgets that you guys have, 
are literally contradicting the morals that we are trying to put across what we are trying to teach our children at home. So you find that I'll probably say to you, I'm happy if you can have your friend come over for a night. And because you think some parent on God knows um, Nickelodeon, I'm not sure what you'll be watching <laughs> on television. That's not real, Uzi. But some of it is real. And that's where that. they generation, generation X come from. Because social media lies. A lot. Mm. Everything is brushed. Nothing is real. They don't show you exactly what's happening in certain families. And remember, Americans, they are Western. And our parents are African. You understand? So we grew up in the village. And they grew up in the suburbs. Okay, but if you see, like, you see on Ellen, like, if you see those, um, like, reality shows with their kids, when you talk to their kids, like, let's say on Ellen, they, like, bring in that girl, that one that says, catch my son, help her back. You mm -hmm. see how she treats her mom. Like, are, oh, you, guys gonna say, are you guys going to say that's, that's not real, though? What's no, that? There's some kids like that. No, that like, is real, but is still, it, Uzi, there's a camera. Real. They actually tell them what to say, yeah. what to do, at what time. Like, if you see the behind the scenes for Keeping Up With The Kardashians, everything is made up. Okay, that is made up. That's a reality show that that's made up. Everything on but, TV is made up, Uzi. But you guys don't know, you haven't it's went to America, well, you probably went to America, mom. But then the thing Not is... Not probably, probably, she went there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... You went there. I'm sure you didn't even. I'm sure you saw a lot of kids walking around though. Okay, but let I'm me sure. tell you what I saw. Based on what you believe is the right way of parenting, according to America, in you know, um, in comparison to us South African parents, I went to America. Yes, I had the privilege of literally just seeing a couple of studios in Hollywood. When I walked in there. Here's what you don't see when you're watching Nickelodeon. You don't see an empty shell with different types of sets. Where you've got the set, it's, um, I think it's different schools, you know, based, I mean, it's basically like schools there, a home there, an outing there, a club there. When we walked in, that is what I saw. It was lifeless. There was no life because those kids you see on television were at home living the real life, Uzi. That's what I saw. If you really want to believe me as your mom, you can believe me. And if not, then you can continue believing Nickelodeon versus your mother. Okay, yeah, but Nickelodeon, yeah, that's... Not a good example, I up. guess. But thing is, do you guys still not, like, understand what I'm saying about South African parents and American parents? But the thing is, mm -hmm. like, they can walk around, okay? They can walk around. You'll find a lot of kids walking around. They're going to their parents. Um, they're like friends' houses, and in South Africa, you will find those. Their crime rate is not. Do you, do you, you think that rules around, around their, their houses? houses and redo? Do you mean in terms of South Africa compared to American parents? South Africa, uh, American parents are more lenient to their kids. Yeah, basically. Because the law is practically what is raising their children. It's no longer the parents. So Mina, I think what you what you want me to say or to admit to is the fact that. Maybe sometimes I can be a bit hard, and I'm only hard when I need to be hard. For instance, an American parent will probably have the child calling and saying, oh, my friend so-and-so is coming for a weekend, and the mother will say, oh, no, it's okay. Oh, okay, it's fine. Let's go shopping. What does she like? Is she wheat intolerant? Is she lactose intolerant? Is she, does she take this? <laughs> does she vegan. not take that? And then on my side, when your friends want to come over, I'll be like, she's going to eat what we are eating. 
and like, if but not, we eat what we're eating. But like, that's we're not gonna we're not just gonna go shopping to ask what they eat. What do they want to eat? Like they'll eat what we eat. Yeah. But yeah. there's no way we're gonna go shopping and get what they want. But the thing is, you guys still don't understand me. So you just want wait, you I just think want she so sounds frustrated. Like, and this is what I makes am. it real. And I I think that's what makes it real because a lot of parents probably we don't that's that generational gap we're talking about she's trying to express and explain herself and she keeps saying the same thing over and over again and we're still not getting it do you think it's because i'm not listening or you're not expressing yourself well enough or i'm just missing the point like an american parent i didn't smack you you didn't smack me because you're not supposed to hey! listen i'm talking about discipline now you see this is where then i go back to we relating as millennials more than gen z gen z because we we grew up like you know one thing you say your tone is just a little slightly off it's over it's but finished is, with i'm still shook discipline <laughs> <laughs> You guys are too. You guys go too far with discipline. You'll take too far. Too Uzi, when last? No, listen, no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. They'll either they'll either pinch your ears. Listen and to that's too listen. far. Listen, listen to the wow. child. Wow. Let the child speak. Thank Let the child speak. They will pinch your ear, or they'll take their shoe off, or they'll take a wooden spoon and come. Like, and my oh, wooden spoon's got a name. What's the Shosha? W- no. no, it's Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right you guys so, okay so hold on am i going to get arrested right. now because people are listening to this am i going to get arrested because when you get naughty i take out tommy no you won't get arrested but See? discipline i once you got threatened by be... you guys and i think every parent's been threatened i have like a very <laughs> special child she's absent right now <laughs> she at some point i've forgotten what she did and i literally <laughs> was ve- i remember i was so upset with her and I took Tommy. And just as I was about to hit her, who remembers what she said? <laughs> she, said she said she's going to call child abuse. <laughs> social, social welfare. And she recited the number to me. In my face. She told me the social welfare number. So I think this is a perfect time to actually... Who knows the social welfare number? Is it the childline number? Yes, it's oh, 800 oh. 55 55 oh, Yes, they taught us at school. So now... I saw the advert the other day. Like, oh, wow. I never ever in my life had to express my feelings, not with my mom, 
not with my dad, not with my grandparents, not with nobody. But that was a long time I, ago. Yes, if, but you're yeah, saying we, I should... Not in that time. We're in we were not allowed to express our feelings, no, darling. Okay, we're going to ask you, in those shows that you watch, the kids slam the door, and then the parents let them do whatever. What happens after? They come out of their rooms and they eat dinner or whatever, you know? They, they won't talk to their parents, or their parents will talk to them. No, they will. Okay. While some parents will still talk to them about what they did is wrong. I have a but question. I have a question. <laughs> Guys, this child is in control. <laughs> <laughs> to ask a question. I have a question. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's say your mom d- didn't have Tommy all of that. She was the ideal American mom. You did that. You know you're in the wrong. You did something wrong. But you're retaliating. Your guilt is getting to you. So you shouting at your mom like, leave me alone. Then you slam the door. How do you then feel afterwards? Mm-hmm. I feel like, bad. Because she's, yeah, she's letting it go. How do you yeah, feel? Yeah, feel, I'll feel bad. Like, I'm after doing something, I'll feel bad. Like, let's say I say something rude to someone, I'll feel bad. So if I did that to mom, I'd feel bad. Like, after like an hour, I'd come out and say sorry. But that's a whole different story because they won't ever say sorry to us when they hit us. Excuse so I shouldn't say me. sorry to them. Listen, Excuse listen, me. Mama. I have said, listen. do I not say sorry to you guys when I'm wrong? Once. Once. Um, and that was when I was five, mama. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. Oh, I will never forget that No, but day, I think but every I parent has a problem with saying sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Like my mom, Even they don't say. I know. I know. When my mom says sorry to me, she'll be like, "Um, do you want something to eat?" Or she'll take out a yogurt. She she knows my favorite yogurt exactly. She'll be like, "Look at what I got." Yeah, and I know. Okay, she's saying sorry. Oh, she's saying sorry. Yeah, her mom doesn't do that with me. But I remember one time. You only do that like a day. I thought I thought I thought when he started the show, I said I love you the most. You know. What is wrong with this child? Okay, you do. But when it comes to discipline, mama, you'll say, "Nah, get away." Okay. Hey, okay. That's better than Tommy. That? No, Tommy. Who said mom won't hit me before she says I'm not get away? She hits me first and then she'll say that. <laughs> when was the last time I hit you, child? I was about um, to ask. No, wait. You? It was a month ago. What? What did you do? <laughs> yes, what, what did you yeah, do? Yeah, tell us. So close to time. <laughs> 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 I think it was when I was being rude to Miko. <laughs> Mama, when I was rude to Miko. But I wasn't even that rude. I, I moved him by mistake. levels of rudeness. Okay. I pushed him by mistake after saying, after he said something to me. I pushed him by mistake. He fell. And mom called me, Uzi, come here. She told me, go get Tommy. She even told me to get it herself. <laughs> <laughs> she told me to go get Tommy and then she bought it. And she told me, turn around. <laughs> I smacked I your like bones. Every yes, generation, there's, as, as generations go by, there's certain advances. Mm-hmm. Like with and with those certain advances, America is way more forward than us. They yeah. are way mm-hmm. ahead. And Africa, we're still trying to. So in America, if you hit a child, the child can report I've been abused. In Africa, we can't. We don't have those laws that go very clear. We haven't. What do you call it? Advanced to that level yet. Do you and I, I yeah. hope we never do. I kind of have. I hope we never do. We believe when the child is wrong. No, you, you you know what? As you get older, you will realize that this is exactly it. I can expatiate on that furthermore, and I can make this ball even, you know, bigger. Mm-hmm. Baby boomers, they were raised a certain way. They experienced certain things differently. You have a Generation X, you have your Millennials, you have Generation Z, which is you guys. Life doesn't stay the same. 
It changes all the time. But having said that, so does who you are and what color you are. It also differentiates you because I always say, imagine if we were all white. I think the world would be so boring and it would lack color and vice versa. Imagine if the world was filled with all black. It would be so boring. Imagine if every parent was taught to say yes when your child says they want something. Mm-hmm. It, it would be so boring. That would be nice though. No, it wouldn't be real. It wouldn't, but Life it's is nice. beautiful with color. That's just my take. And hence, words have. have color. And that's exactly why my, my, my show is called Words Have Color. My podcast is called Words Have Color. Because every time you open up your mouth to say something, you're painting a picture. You can either paint a beautiful picture or you can paint a gloomy picture or you can paint a fun picture life is fun you know when everybody has a different way of living life a different way of expressing themselves you may not understand now because you're still growing because it's not always green on the other side exactly america no, is not america always green turn out guys by 16 they're on this crazy drugs Doing crazy All things. I know is when I have kids, I'm going to be the best mother. It's fine because I'm going to move to America but, and I'll show you how you're supposed to be. But what defines the best oh, mom? Wow. Exactly. Well, maybe with Biden being president, you might, you might, might be able to give your kids that future. But I cannot guarantee. I love Biden, my Africa. Well, you, you're right, actually. I love maybe my Africa. Not. And I think on that note, while she's talking about when she has kids, mm-hmm. you guys, you all 23. And right now, your language is starting to change a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you're now starting to talk about, oh, my friend so-and-so is getting married. Oh, oh my God, did you hear so-and-so got pregnant? Mm-hmm. So now I want to find out from you guys, um, which do you guys think is best? Get married or children before marriage? And what would you guys do different with your children that I didn't do or did do? I hope it makes sense. What do you mean pick wisely? Children before marriage or after marriage? Mm-hmm. I am rather traditional in the sense that I would like to have children after marriage. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't want children at all. Sometimes I want a baby right now. Mm-hmm. It, it changes according to how I feel, what I see happening in the world at that set time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it changes on everything around me, what's happening around me. And how, how would you describe your ideal man, in case he's listening right now? <laughs> man, I forgot my notes. I had notes about this. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> Didn't settle on an, an ethnicity yet, because mm-hmm. it changes. Like, right now, at this present moment, I'd say Korean, because I'm into K-drama and K-pop. But that's a whole nother issue. Um, <laughs> but I would ideally, he should be taller than me. I'm, I'm rather, I'm tiny. I'm not. You're not tiny. She's a midget. <laughs> so Just taller than kidding. me. I'm, Just kidding. I'm 1.57. So taller than me. Great. Um, kind, courteous, mm-hmm. um, uh, caring. Mm-hmm. Know how to cook. I love cooking, but I'm not gonna cook all the time. It gets boring. You're right. Be a clean person. Or rather be a tidy person. That's it. Be tidy. Cool. Um be adventurous. Mm-hmm. I love traveling. I love experiencing new things, new people. Mm-hmm. So if 
you're not adventurous, I'm gonna leave you. And that's it. Like I'll go alone. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. Oh, you're not gonna divorce. You're not gonna leave. You're just gonna go on your own. I'll go travel. I'll come back and find you at home. Uh, okay, cool. That's what and you, you Michelle? Think. Yeah. Um, sorry, one second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm focusing on the answer. Like, there's so many things I disagree with her. Like, please do. Um, I've come to learn that there's no order in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can plan and say. I want to get married, I want to have kids, I want to have three kids, or whatever, whatever. And then life happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can all agree that life has shown us flames to understand. What flames yeah. have you guys... Do you want to hear my flames? You guys are talking about flames <laughs> and you're all practically less than half my age. <laughs> but we have our own I flames. I mean, it's our age. We have our own little And how we define flames. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I would, me preferably, I would like to get married first and then have children because I feel like that gives me a certain sense of stability. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone's coming to me and saying, I want to marry you or I want to have children with you, but you first want to give me a child, I mean... You know how Nigerian men are like? They want to know if yes. you can first before you get married. And then we, on the other hand, are teaching our children exactly what Michelle is saying. Mm. So, I mean... You sound so discouraged. No, I'm not. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I've come to understand that life does not always go the way that we plan. True. But it's very important for you as a person or as a woman to know what you want. Not of life or marriage. If you're going to date someone from the very go, not at in the first dates you start saying, Oh, I don't like this and the, you scare the person off obviously. But mm-hmm. once you get to know each other, get let the person know exactly where you are. So now two years down the line in marriage you find out Michelle doesn't like jam. Mm-hmm. So like dating with intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dating with intention. Yeah. Like if you're gonna date to, to like if my intention is to get married initially, I'm gonna date you with the idea of I'm gonna get married to you. Mm. Even if it's just not you, but like with that mm. intention, or rather, am I casually dating? Where it's like I'm just going with the flow. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Tommy today, Jacob tomorrow. <laughs> Let's see. And you, baby number one. So what was the question? <laughs> kids before marriage, or marriage then kids, and how would you raise your children differently from how I've raised you? Well, definitely kids. Before period, what uh, that did not come out right. Kids before marriage, that did not come out right, guys. Let's just <laughs> end this show right now and start no. all over again. I meant, I meant marriage before kids. Um, and what I would do differently, no, okay, let okay, take your time. I don't know. I think I would. Look, guys, this is a very weird question, honestly. If you were to have a child now, what would you do? Simple as that. What would you do if you had a child right now? Boom, you're pregnant, you're expecting. And you're not married. What is it that you're saying, okay, this is how I want to raise my child? Well, firstly, I'll make sure they have a grandmother because we don't. And no, actually, that is a very important. It's a 
don't laugh it's a very important part of a child you need to have a granny you need to have a place to go to and you know when when you, when you yeah no not when you, <laughs> not when you go out <laughs> not when you go out but you know you, you you have times where like you and your mom are at each other's throats it happens and you need a place where you can be like you know ah it's fine i'm going to coco's house for the weekend or whatever you need that and i want my child to have that so please be there <laughs> well be nice to me and i'll be there but yeah i need i want my child to have you know a relationship with their grandparents well i think i, I can see you probably holding back a little bit because you don't know how much you can say or how much you cannot because i'm the one who is in charge of this very podcast but i think um what she's saying for, from my experiences i i grew up with a grandmother present in my life and a grandfather present in my life and i do honestly know that more than half the woman that i am today was because of my grandmother's teachings i grew up in the location and i grew up in the suburbs and i grew up in the village so i had the best of both not worlds. both worlds three worlds if that makes any sense because i literally know what it's like to grow up in the village with my grandparents that woman taught me to clean she taught me how to wash dishes you know when you wash dishes from a fire and you've just been cooking you know those three-legged pots and you're cooking from fire people don't believe me when i tell them this because of how i look apparently when i tell them that guys i know how to fetch wood you guys literally you just go to the to builder's warehouse and you buy a gas tank with like a nine <laughs> whatever it's called and you buy a fire lighter what's it called those lighter thingamajigs mm-hmm. and you just switch it on and you cook we had to literally go and you know look for wood firewood and my granny taught me which type of firewood is good to you know to cook with and which firewood is good for you know just warming yourself up i know how to cook using the three-legged pots i know how to to even head kettle i know how to what's it called milking milking goats goats, we were not allowed to do like milking the the cows thing because that was for boys so we were milking the cow i mean the, the the goats so most of my strength and my ability to be a mother and to be a naturer comes from my grandmother I don't want to lie to you guys and the reason I am the way that I'm that I am is because my grandmother passed that same knowledge to who to my parents and then my parents were able to extend that so you're being taught under the same umbrella so I think I do understand in a nutshell why she feels that it's important for her kids to have a grandmother present yeah yeah and Uzi I don't think you're there yet you're only 11 do you know what you want to do different with your kids that I like what mommy did wrong or right we don't do anything wrong except except for except for discipline (laughs) (laughs) well discipline is part of life darling you're gonna have to get used to it it's seven o'clock wow oh thank you thank you seven o'clock i have a question though Mm -hmm. like seeing how lately or maybe it's just me um, the marriage rates have been going down, mm-hmm. but then that's still be applicable with having getting married first before having children. If you then find a partner, your guys are great. But mm-hmm. the only thing is, why do you need to sign a contract that you're married? I'm with you <coughs> together. Why are we getting married? Okay, before I answer that question, what you answered it before, but I need to double check. What are you happy with marriage before? Or just to leave with your no, partner without me, marriage? No, traditionally marriage. 
traditional marriage yeah it's important for you yeah but there's a reason why that is important to you yes mm -hmm. i think for me it's the disconnect surnames children mm -hmm. having like a proper set foundation we are this mm -hmm. they're having oh my mom is this my dad is this my brother is this like just having just one collective like when i'm going to when i go to school fetch my child I'm like who are you Mm. You know, if it's a law that is, you know, uh, if it's a law that has been governed by the government, like I know in Europe, for instance, now you can get married, but they are now saying that wives should keep their names. That's their law. We don't quite have it yet here, but it's not set on stone. If that's what you want, you can still do it. But I know exactly what you're talking about, where you kind of feel like there's no identity in a family there's division because mom is so and so and that's the thing that i've battled with my children as well mm -hmm. that what does one do do you hold on to the name when the father is gone or do you just change the name and become who you want to become it's it's a very tricky situation but i always believe that a family that stands together will never fall that's just my take that's another subject for another day that's just my strong belief and i hope i've answered your question mm -hmm. um it's based on how you feel if it feels right and your partner wants you guys to be together without marriage all i can say is i pray and i hope that it works for you but i would rather marriage before you settle with somebody and yet experiences in life like michelle has said it doesn't guarantee you anything Sadly. Yeah, yeah. Because I was about to ask if you'd ever allow me to. Why are you doing faces? If you'd ever allow me to move in with a guy before marriage. Because you said if it works for us, but if I come to you as my mom and say, so mother, this. Wow. And <laughs> Tommy says. Tommy's Tommy. Tommy. Yes. Tommy Vitimo. Would you allow? Would you? Well, first and foremost, would I know Tommy? Yes, you'd have to know Tommy. But now, when it comes to, do I trust Tommy enough with my child? And if she now stays with Tommy, obviously they're gonna have a child. Mm. And then what if Tommy? What if it turns out Tommy already has another wife in the other city, and you happen to be that woman that he just. You know what? I, I want to wear my... I, I, I want the experience of, you know, going to... I don't know what designer shops we have right now and buying that amazing dress. So it's about me. It's not about you. So you've got to get married first, child. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just, try, I'm, I'm just trying to have a little bit of, you know, humor. But um, there are certain things that I personally believe... I am not in control of, like Michelle said. So just because I cannot control how long your marriage is going to be with your future husband, it doesn't mean that my morals need to change. I still say marriage, come first, marriage comes first. So whether your marriage is uh, living for happy, I mean, what's it called? Living happily ever after? Mm -hmm. Thank God. If your marriage lasts one year, it's yeah. a pity. But I still believe certain rules must never be changed. Men need to be held accountable for the decisions and choices they make. Nobody forces a man and a woman to exchange those vows. But yet, I can also say that in every couple, apparently, when exchanging those vows, there's always one couple that really means everything that they say. 
and the other just says it because at that time it feels right. Did you hear what I said? At that mm-hmm. time, it feels right. So, yeah, that's my take. Any questions for me? Yeah. Well, just supporting what Tammy is saying. I mean, with my mom, she's always been as well like you, marriage first. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I feel sometimes it's best to know what you're getting into. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you might you, not you know. You might not have to move in with them. Maybe like make sure you spend enough time with that person, like visiting for a proper three days. You get to know when he wakes up. How is he like? When he's angry, when he's broke, when he's happy. You so you know. You That's know. not realistic. Let me tell you why. That's exactly how I felt as well growing up and being a mother. And I've always tried to think of a way of saying this, but sometimes it's just like you're saying, I am a single parent right now, you know. Um I also remember when I was going through a difficult time in my marriage. I remember saying, Why didn't my mother tell me what marriage is all about? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they tell me you know, the good and the bad side of marriage. It was always, oh, marriage is a beautiful thing. And for sure, when you look at magazines, I would see like women wearing beautiful gowns. They look glamorous, you know, makeup all done. And it's that day where everybody's happy. So you kind of grow up thinking that picture you see on that wedding day is how that couple is going to live for the rest of their lives. Oh no, that was not the case. So it's a question that I think every woman will ask. Why didn't they tell us Mm -hmm. that this is what life would bring, you know, 10 years from now or two years later? But it's unrealistic. It's not. Yeah, Yeah. I think that goes back to the different generations because back then, like you've told me stories about Kulu and how you were raised and it doesn't sound like they were really open with you guys. True. And yeah. they also didn't ask every, to Kulu. Exactly. Everything True. was, this is not for the kids. Don't tell them this. Don't show them this. And yeah, you guys... Yeah. True. You were clueless. We were never... We were never... You know, if I say we were never allowed to ask, I'll be lying. It was just that thing that was, you already knew you cannot ask. Mm. You don't need to be told that don't ask this question. You just knew. So yeah, it's actually good and bad. Yeah, like if you think about it. Um. Yeah, let's not get too deep. <laughs> right along. Yeah, we aren't getting a bit too deep. But um, Mish, yeah, I think every woman would like to have an answer to that. Um, I, I can't offer you that. But all I can tell you is, when you decide to enter into marriage, you have to enter with a very open mind. It could work or it could not work. But always remember, it takes two to tangle. Mm -hmm. If your man is in the marriage for life and you are in it for life, no matter how heavy the storm may be, you will fall and you will rise together. But unfortunately, the states in South Africa show that men in South Africa, sadly, whenever things are not going well, whether it's a financial situation, whether there's a little glitch or he had an affair or whatever the case may be, they don't have time to be going for counseling for what? They don't have time to be calling families together like they did when they wanted to marry you. When things are not looking good anymore, men just want to run. Generally, that's what's... Known in South Africa. Yeah. Mm. 
Anyway, I think we're kind of dipping because this conversation is getting very heavy and it's very dispersing. That's another <laughs> word for depression. So anyway, guys, I think um, in a nutshell, I'd like to say to everyone that's been listening, I hope you did find this podcast, you know, um, enlightening one way or the other. I hope you did learn one or two things here and there. And if there's anything that you think we could have spoken about or elaborated on more, do feel free to let us know on Marilyn underscore Burgundy. That's my Instagram page. And yeah, I'd like to say parenting is never easy, but I can also testify and say it doesn't have to be so difficult or boring. I always try to find a way to balance my parenting skills and getting to a point of understanding my children, but also having them acknowledge that we have different views on life. So to all my ladies that were here with me today, I just want to say thank you for joining me and making this podcast amazing. And we'll see you guys again next week. Ciao. 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 <laughs>